This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, today we've got a love letter to sellers. That's right. It's a, a dear, real dear John. <laughs> dear John. <laughs> we should say, we just had like a, a what, like a 10 minute debate about who the, who dear, the star of Dear John, the uh, television, the show. hit television Late 80s. sitcom was. <laughs> who was Dear John? Yeah, and I said John Lorquette, who and was I said the, John Ratzenberger, who I believe is Cliff Clavin from Cheers, and yeah, John Lorquette, of course, is best known because he's the lawyer who was on Night Court, he's right? The, the but Night it was Court actually uh, it was Judd Hirsch. So we were both completely wrong, wildly wrong. I had Judd Hirsch in my mind when I said John Ratzenberger. <laughs> I had John Lorquette <laughs> in my mind when I agreed that it was definitely. Ratzenberger, <laughs> who, who I don't even think Cliff Clavin's name is Ratzenberger, but I, I, we'd have to look that up. We'd have to look it up, but let's let's not uh, bury the lead here. We got a show today, and let me set the context. It's just the two of us. We're talking specifically to the sellers out there, and here's why. Over the last couple months, we had a lot of listings planned for March, April, late March, April, May, right? Yes. A lot of people going to list in the spring of 2020. That was the busiest time of year traditionally. Of course, COVID hit. So we've been having conversations with a lot of those sellers. Okay, I haven't obviously listed my property uh, for obvious reasons. What should I do now? Right. That's a conversation we've been having. Secondly, we've been talking to a lot of people, especially since, you know, people that are nervous about the market, the CMHC uh, 9 to 18% didn't, uh, didn't help with this. A lot of people saying, okay, I have a, uh, a timeline here to sell my property. It might be anywhere between one to three years. Maybe COVID has changed my timeline. What are your thoughts? And we've been throwing around those uh, ideas in, in calls over the last couple of weeks. And we decided, hey, why not? We got a, we got a podcast. Why don't we put it out there? <laughs> And and this is all against the backdrop of this potential second wave, right? Right. And I mean, the grand is... reopening that's happening right now, but the fear that we might be locked up again. In sure. The and I mean, this is this is really, and I mean, part of this this podcast that we have is conversations that we've had with people uh, around the market, and this is a conversation we're having a lot right now with people. So you're right. Where where better to pose the questions we're going to pose today than right here on the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast? But before we get to that, Matt, we have to address. 
um, that insane review. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. she's probably listening. No, it's a it's it's a great review, and it was we laughed really hard when we got it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to uh, read this review because I, it's, we just it's got, hard to understand. So, so this is this is uh, so we've always directed people to head over to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> Uh, on Google, the right hand side, the business profile, right, and, and we have and a, review. over a hundred reviews, and we're so thankful for everyone who's yes. reviewed it. We often, with clients, will say, "Hey, you know what? If you want to review Scalina Real Estate, that's uh, our real estate company. We don't push it too. We hard, don't though. push it too hard, but hey, we love reviews. It makes us feel so. The other night, it makes us feel great. Yeah. So the other night, we got a review from Arabella Runchy. on the Scalina Real Estate, who was not, yeah, not known to me. Uh, I thought it was a client of yours. She said, hey, Matt and Adam, maybe Chris, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) I saw a Chris in there, so I'm confused. In my science lesson period 5, 2.48 p.m., I was just looking up a scalene triangle, and I accidentally typed scalina and found you guys. I saw you had five stars and was suspicious, so checked out the reviews. The reviews were not bots, as I suspected. To help a future customer out, I was just wondering what the main condition causing brain damage is as I'm in science, you know? Real estate. Thanks, X. How is Canada? Is it chilly? (laughs) It is chilly over here. Hope you guys reply soon. P.S. This is us from Australia. We hope you like our story. And it's a couple of kids who look like they're in grade 10. Yeah. And go over to uh, Scalina Real Estate uh, on Google and take a look at this photo because they are some cute kids from Australia. You know what? And it's the funny part is too, it's it's often like uh, kids that are about in grade 10 or grade 11. The girl could pass for 24. The, the boys look about 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, also, in, in an update here, uh, Arabella Rushi is now following me on Instagram. I, you know, I'm, I'm she's happy. Following, is she not following she's you? She's following me as well. <laughs> Making I, me a little uncomfortable. I'm, yeah, I, I think uh, it's, it's worth going over to Scalina Real Estate on Google. And while you're there, drop us a line, drop us a, a review if you like. But really. From it, wherever you are, take, science class. Take a, take a look <laughs> at this review because it, it caught me off guard, but I kind of love it. If, if that's what you're doing uh to get your kicks when you're in grade ten in Australia, it's a whole new. It, we're it's, it's a whole new. World I don't feel here. too bad about the world. <laughs> no. I'm, this is the this is the breath of fresh air I've been looking for. Um, anyways, Matt, we have to we have to mention our sponsor, which That's is right. Oakland Realty, best brokerage in the business. That's right. So we are sponsored by our own real estate brokerage, Oakland Realty. There is no better place to be a real estate agent yes. here in Vancouver. That there's no question about that. Supporting the community, supporting their agents, Oakland goes above and beyond. Head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP2020 if you're an aspiring agent, yes, a new agent, a seasoned, some, a seasoned agent looking to make a change. Oakland Realty, I'm, I'm quite certain, is going to be uh, a top contender. And if you type in VRP2020 at oakland.com slash join, you get a huge surprise. A massive surprise. Again, that's VRP, Vancouver Real estate, all one word, <laughs> podcast, uh, I think. I think that's what they were getting at. But VRP 2020, you will get a huge surprise. And what else do we got, Matt? Before that, we are still hiring. We have filled one position. We are trying to button up this uh, final position. We're looking for a team member. This is somebody who is uh, an aspiring agent, a new agent, somebody looking to join a team. Yes. I feel like we got a pretty good team over here. We have a lot of fun, uh, top producing team. This is a place you want very, to work. Very, very busy, dynamic environment. If you are getting in the real estate, uh, this is a great place to start for sure. Or it's a great place if you want to elevate your career to the next level. Do get in touch, Matt. And how can people quickly get in touch? They can send a resume or get in touch at info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. And we're trying to button this up quick. So uh, act fast and look forward to hearing from you. Other than that, Adam, I think we should uh, cut to the music and, and get on to this Dear John letter to sellers. Yeah, yeah. Sell, if you're We're not a seller, saying goodbye to sellers. We're actually saying hello. Yeah, hello. Goodbye to your home, though, because uh, that's what we do. <laughs> get it. Get it. Dear John. Get it. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you after the music. Okay, Matt. So today we are talking to sellers. And we're talking to two specific types of sellers that we've had chats with over the last couple of months, right? Right. And we were talking about it earlier. Uh, you know, we seem to be having the same conversation a lot. And this is with sellers who are planning 
to sell in the spring of 2020 and put their plans on hold, yeah. right? Something called COVID-19. COVID-19, March, April, May, the busiest months of this of the year, right? generally speaking, right? That's the spring market. Uh, people who are planning on listing their properties, most did not. We actually pulled uh, some of our listings in back in March. When, well, when well all people didn't happened. want people in their homes, right? I mean, that, that was part of it. Right. People didn't want people in their homes. People didn't want uh, to expose tenants to, exactly. to open houses, multiple showings, that type of thing. So, of course, what we saw was buyers pull back and we saw sellers pull back and we've been in this kind of uh, self-induced coma really for the last two months. Right. So we're talking to people who are planning to sell. And then there's a second group of people that we've been talking to. And these are people who are looking at the situation in the world. Right. Uh, not great right now. I think that's fair to say. Yep. Generally speaking, uh, not great. Uh, and they're reconsidering their plans. Should I sell in I 2020? Thought, I thought you were going to say, should I have children? Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another big consideration. Um, but yeah, should I, should I sell? Should I sell in 2020? I wasn't planning on it. Right. Seems like the world's shifted. Seems like we're in for uh, a couple of uncertain years, potentially. Yes. Or at least uncertain months, uh, potentially years, maybe even a decade. Uh, so should I sell my property in Vancouver? So these are the two groups who are really focused on today. So I think the first question is, uh, and I'll pose it to you, Adam, should I sell my property in Vancouver in 2020? Well, I think what it comes down to, Matt, is really who you are. What are your real estate goals, right? And I mean, this is there's, there's typically going to be three people that are going to be asking this question of themselves. One is the person that's kind of moving up the market, which is the upsizer. Um, you know, they're looking for more space perhaps. Right. Two is the person who is moving down the market or, or down in size at least. This is the downsizer. Right. Uh, typically maybe boomer generation and, and wanting to basically go from a larger space or yard maintenance more to a condo or a smaller space. And then last but not least is somebody who is maybe an investor or someone who's living in their space who's thinking that they might cash out and rent or potentially relocate. Um, the, this person is just a person that it's just, they're out. Right. Right. So let's unpack all three of these groups very quickly. And we should say, Adam, uh, we often point out in this market, sub-market matters, uh, type of property matters. All these things are variations on uh, our answers here, but we're going to, we're dumbing it down today. We're going to yeah. give you the the hard and fast truths. Right. They may not apply to you exactly uh, as we say them, but get in touch if you want to chat more. So let's start with somebody moving through the market into a larger space. Okay. Should they sell their property in 2020? Yeah. So if you are moving into a larger space, there's probably no reason right now if you're seeing the type of inventory that you want to see in the in the in the higher price point market that you want to move into there's really no mo- no reason not to move up the market right now and why do you say that well there's a couple reasons Matt so so one is if you are selling a lower priced property in this market you might do really well on the sell as we've seen in the stats kind of continuously month over month, we're seeing most of the pressure in that kind of sub-million dollar price band, um, which is almost right across the, the board, as, as long as we're not talking about, say, detached on the west side or detached on the east side. But the entry-level price points in each sub-market are typically the busiest right now. So you might do well on the sell. And, and just a quick plug here, Adam. Yeah. We sent out sales ratios on all of those price bands and sub-properties yesterday. Right. For me. So, and, and, and that, that held true for me. Exactly. And, and so there's, there's that upside that you might actually do well on the buy. You might do well on the sell, um, meaning that you're, you're climbing the market. You're, you're maybe getting a better price point on whatever you're purchasing. And, and so you're just to, just to be clear here, you're suggesting that the, the lower price properties are going to hold, potentially hold their value better than the higher price properties. Yeah. Over, or there's more the demand in the year. lower price point, And then there's perhaps less demand in the higher price point that you're moving into. And I mean, this is, we're talking very general here. Uh, we got to consult each sub, sub market individually, but 
for the most part, that would hold true. That That's held true for the last couple of years for sure. The other thing to point out is if you're moving from, say, something worth 500K to, say, a million dollars, just right. to use easy numbers, and both markets decline. We say we see a 5% drop. But, okay, 5%. Well, this, this is very easy math. $25,000 decline on the $500,000 property. Yeah. Use a, fifth, a million. A $50,000 <laughs> decline for for the million-dollar property. So if you're taking a bit of a haircut on your lower-priced property, you're still going to make that up if there's all things remain equal on the percentage side. Sure. Yeah, markets markets typically move in percentages. So uh, obviously, if you're going into the larger asset, you're, you'll make money on the buy, right? And, well, and But the second part, Matt, I just want to highlight this is lifestyle because – if you are listening to this podcast and you share a home or a property with someone and you've been stuck at home with them for the last two months, uh, maybe it's even a dog or a cat or something. But the the, the challenge- I think, I think most people are sick of their fish right now. Yeah. No, everybody's sick of everybody. So it's, it's really, you just want out. And I think the biggest thing is, is that- there's obviously a lifestyle play here as well. You know, you should move into the larger space, partly just because, you know, you need that space. Well, here, here's a couple considerations. You have a baby. You right. have a couple kids and you're looking for more space. Uh, you and your partner are in a, uh, a studio or small one-bedroom and you're thinking in the next year or two you want to move to a two-bedroom. Consider this. There's a second wave in the fall. We're locked down for another month or two. It's not 18 months to a vaccine, but two years. And we do, we go through this process a couple different times. We can talk about two, three, 5% uh, increases, decreases, whatever you want. But if you're going through months on end (laughs) in in a, a space that doesn't work for you and your family, it doesn't make sense. It's not worth it. You want to get into that space where it where it makes sense, where it's either yard or outdoor space or sure. whatever you're looking for. That, in my mind, is number one. Priority, as a, as the I, number one priority. As I heard one realtor say at a showing to a buyer, "Can you picture yourself quarantining here?" <laughs> That's the new question. That's the new question. That's what everybody's asking themselves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so then, and so that's the, that's the person upsizing. And Matt, if you are downsizing. Okay, so the second group we're talking about today, we're talking about downsizers. Right. People who are either moving from a single-family home to a condo or townhome or a large condo to a smaller condo. I think you get the drift, Adam. Yeah, so people with a little bit more gray in their hairline probably. We're talking boomers. Yeah. We're even talking older Gen X. Yeah. Like I the, even I think I fall on the tail end of Gen X. This is this is the cast of the Breakfast Club. The ca- yeah, 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 totally. I, right? I told that Emilio Estevez story. I think, yeah, I think you did. But uh, okay, we're talking we're talking we're talking Emilio Estevez here. Right, exactly. Yeah. So okay, what what do you do? You were thinking about downsizing in 2020. What are the considerations? Uh, in my mind, there's a couple. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, first off, from a market perspective. If we do see a downturn and this downturn lasts, say, anywhere from one to three years, uh, and that's your primary consideration because the higher the price point, generally speaking, the higher right. the price point, the slower the market, right? Yeah. Um, so you're going to have more challenges on the sell side and more challenges on the buy side. It's going right. to be more active in the in a lot of these cases in the sub-market where you're going to buy. So when is the best time? From that perspective, in my mind, it's today. No, strike that. It's yesterday. Right. Uh, if we're going to see a 5% decline, you might as well get on top of that and get your place listed and get ahead of the market, right? Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense in my mind. And if you're – the real question you have to ask yourself if you're saying, no, you know what, I want uh, – uh, I'm going to wait. From a financial perspective, are you willing to wait one, two, three, four years sure. to get back to to either the prices today or the prices of yesterday that you that you found really attractive when when your neighbor sold, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a pretty clear cut answer. The second uh, consideration here, of of course, though, is lifestyle, and I'm of two minds. I feel like usually we talk uh, to to people that are are making a choice to move to a more walkable area to a smaller space, Mm -hmm. to get away from all the yard work, all these things, right? We talk about that as a positive move in terms of lifestyle. There's less that you have to take care of. Right now, of course, 
I think a lot of those folks are are liking the fact that they still have a yard. Yeah, point taken. But I, I still think that at the end of the day, you know, this is COVID is not forever. This is not a well, it might be who knows. But I think the I think the reality is that in two years from now, when you're back walkable and going to restaurants and shops close by, you're going to be very happy that you did make that move. You might have a few months of quarantining in a smaller space. Uh, but you but know, it's a newer space. It is. And, it, you know, and my wife just bought a car. I've been driving around by myself because yeah. it's just nice to be in a new car. Yeah. It's, uh, that's what you do all day. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I've been. Yeah, exactly. I was wondering. <laughs> so what about group number three, Matt? Okay, Adam. So we've talked about upsizers. We've talked about downsizers. Yes. Now we are talking about people that are looking to cash out. This is the cash out crowd. So you're either an investor and you're thinking about selling because you want to liquidate um, you know, get rid of the asset. You're either somebody who is um, cashing out and maybe leaving Vancouver and your timelines might be immediate. It might be in the next one to three years and you're trying to time the best time to sell. Because you you know someone who... We, we know, yeah. We've talked to a lot of people recently who are like, you know what? I, I was thinking about selling next year and moving to X uh, or... Nanaimo, or, Cologne. Yeah, wherever, Toronto. right? Exactly. And, but now I'm thinking, you know what, what does the market look like in 16 months from now or 18 months from now or two years from now? Um, maybe what I should be doing is thinking about selling now, right? And then the third type of person is the person that's just concerned about the market. Um, they're worried about going through a complete another, another market cycle here where they actually have to perhaps lose equity in their property or lose value in their property and then wait for the market to come back to a suitable place of, of where they're prepared to sell. And those people might just be thinking of cashing out and moving to a rental property for the time being. Okay. So let's talk about the first group. These are folks with investment properties currently tenanted. Yeah. So that's a, that's a tricky one because we've been having a lot of conversations with investors that that are considering selling their properties. One is it's super hard to sell a tenanted property right now. So if you have a tenant in there, um, you're basically looking for another investor because end users on the one hand cannot give notice to a tenant. We have the moratorium on evictions right now. Right. So with the with the emergency uh, imposed by the province, right. Right. There's a there's a moratorium on evictions. So even if an, uh, somebody wanted to move into that property and give the proper two months notice. Uh, that right now is not allowed. The exactly. Does, well, the tenant could agree to leave, but the tenant does not have to move if they don't want to. Exactly. And then the second component to that is the tenant does not have to allow for showings. Right. So that makes it very challenging as well. I can imagine you know, a lot of tenants don't want people in their in their space right now. Which oh, is, yeah, most people are not keen on strangers traipsing through uh, their homes. Which which and and even the last point about this is it might be tricky for your agent uh, to get marketing materials. Right. So it's not that you can necessarily rely on like a Matterport virtual walkthrough because maybe you don't have that for the property. So tenanted properties are very, very tricky right now to sell. Um, and it's really case by case basis well, that we're going on. And, and let's, let's say the third, because a lot of tenanted properties, they're looking to sell to another investor, right? The investor takes on the tenant. The issue there or the challenge is a lot of investors right now have hit pause, especially, uh, I mean, obviously because of COVID, but especially with rent deferrals being in place, right? Yeah. It's, it's not exactly the, an opportune moment. Uh, unless the price is, is very attractive sure. to take on a tenant that could potentially just not pay rent exactly. um, and defer that rent uh, for who knows how long. So let's talk about the people though that are just cashing out, thinking about either leaving Vancouver or potentially just moving into a rental because they have the same questions in front of them. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like this question is top of mind, especially since uh, the splashy CMHC headlines of a couple of weeks back. Right. The, the 19, 19, 19 to 18 declines, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. And this is a financial question. This, this is like- Pure and simple. It's, it's a financial question. And so what you're basically deciding is, do I sell now, right? And I know the devil. I know what the price is right now. Or do I not sell now and wait until what my original goal was maybe a year or two from now and just roll the dice and hope that the market's in either the same or a better place, right? right. That's, that's what really the question that you have to ask yourself. Right. So what's your advice, Matt? What's my advice? My advice right now is go with the devil you know. 
Okay. So, so you're saying like you're saying like right now. So we don't know what the next one to two years looks like. If it, and I think we both agree. And I just want to put this out there. I think we both agree that if you if you're more like five years, or if you want to hold this property, Vancouver real estate over the long haul here. Uh, we course. both believe in the market that it's going to continue to go up, and we've talked about all those reasons on this podcast ad nauseum. So don't we don't have to repeat that here. Um, but the reality is that in the short term, we're in uncertain times. All markets we don't know go through sure, cycles, right? and COVID has been has had devastating impacts on the global economy. Sure, and and so the question then becomes, you know, no, and I think anyone that that claims to know what's going to happen in the next two years in Vancouver right now, one to two years. I think they're blowing smoke up your uh, wazoo. <laughs> that That's a pro. Yeah. You know what? I just watched Annie the other night and uh, if they can put that in the G movie, I think yeah. we're good on Does the Does wazoo ruin our R rating or our, uh, our <laughs> I think we're our, good. Okay. I think we're good. But so let's, let's run with this, Adam. Okay. okay. So stipulated, our crystal ball, as good as yours. Yes. No one knows. Anyone who's saying they got the outcome uh, blowing smoke, but you're feeling very, very nervous about your situation. Yeah. You, what what run, is your advice? Well, I, I think my advice would be, I, I like that better to know the devil because I mean, at the end of the day, you know what numbers you can sell at right now. And if they work for your financial future of either moving to a rental, feeling like you cashed out, you made some money on your investment, you made some money on your house or property and and you're happy and you're willing to move on to the next phase of your life then that's then that's great and in addition to that if you were planning on going to say Kelowna or another area in BC the Okanagan or maybe the Sunshine Coast or wherever chances are that um you know you've run your calculations and you've looked at wherever you're going and that the offset of whatever you're going to put in your pocket at the end of the day once you've made that move you know what that number is right now in 2 years you don't know what that number is Exactly. Yeah. So the the devil, you know, one thing to point out, and uh, and folks who have experienced this uh, will remember all too well. But often people, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people, I've heard the real estate market's in trouble. You know, oh, I was expecting big declines, like it's a stock market. Mm-hmm. That's not the way the real estate market works. So if you're thinking of selling in the next one to two years, one thing you might consider if the market uh, is in a downward cycle is just how slow and agonizing this process is. What has to happen is we have to get inventory piling up month over month. You have to have buyers not pulling the trigger. You have to have the occasional sale at a lower price and then another occasional sale at an even lower price. Right. And the prices go down, say, 5 to 10%, and it takes six months to a year for that to be achieved. So if you're thinking, hey, I want to move to the Okanagan. Uh, my goal was next summer. Well, guess what? You might have an agonizing year ahead of you watching your your property lose value. And then in order for it to get back to today's property values, if that does occur, you're going to have to see an uptick. And usually that means lower unemployment, higher demand, fewer listings. We're going to have to burn through all that, all, all the listings that are sitting and get to a place in which prices are rising again. And then you have to get back up to say the 5 to 10% that you're down to break even. So this is this is potentially an arduous uh, couple years here. Right. If you're thinking, I just really want to be sitting uh, on the Lake Okanagan and, uh, and you know, I could do it now. I could do it a year and a half from now. Sure. The devil, you know, I, I think is, is good advice there. And Matt, we should pull back here and just say uh, uh, two quick disclaimers. One is we're not saying that the market is shifting. It's, it's really, it comes down to if you feel the market is shifting, um, that's where we would give that advice. And the second, the second component is you really have to look at your sub price band. So if you're looking at entry level uh, west side houses or detached market uh, on the east side, looking at, at, at the entry level, chances are you should hold tight because your property is going up in value right now, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it really depends on which sub market you're in, which price band you're in, and we can help you navigate that. But this is kind of more broader context general information for somebody who's on the fence and we can help you get through that. All right. So we've talked about people upsizing. Yes. We've talked about downsizers. We've talked about people cashing out. Should I sell? I feel like we've uh, we've given you 
real clear, concise advice, all three. Now, when you're do selling. you sell? You're well, selling. You're when selling. do you sell? Okay, we're sitting early June here. We're just off of a spring market that was basically- Did not materialize. Did not materialize. It was basically in, in a deep freeze, right? Yeah. So we're heading into a summer. Traditionally, summers slow right down. August, everybody's away. Question for you, Adam. Does this summer look different? Does this fall look different? When do you list the property? You can do it from any time starting tomorrow through the end of the year. When do you list? So the scary part for me is this second wave because you you just don't know if it's coming, when it's coming. A lot of people are predicting the fall, right? A lot of people are saying in the fall, we're going to go back inside potentially, or we're going to have this resurgence of of, uh, community transmission, um, this second wave. So that's the one thing that's kind of always in the back of my mind. So right now, I feel like I, I, I do feel like there's there's optimism right now, both in life and in the market. I also feel like people are sick of being at home. They want to get crap done. They, is that is that the correct term? Yeah, get I think crap get, done. get crap GSD. done. GSD. Um, yeah. No, GCD. Oh, GCD, right. <laughs> Sorry, I... I'm really, I'm really straddling the line on our PG rating today. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, they want to get it done. So that's the biggest thing, right? Is is if you want to get if you want to get on the market, I think no better time than right now to get sold because you have the looming threat of of the market, you know, of a second wave that could be bad news. And I think the other thing is that I feel like right now people are get are moving into the real life decisions again. Right, right. Um, the summer was was. Uh, April, May. Yes. And the summer is going to be very busy. That's my prediction. And there's a few other reasons for that, right? I think you're right. Just uh, mentally, emotionally, people are ready to get back, you know, to drop the 15 pounds, uh, to go back to getting up early in the morning. yourself. I'm keeping these 15. (laughs) (laughs) But that's one aspect of that. The second thing is, is that a lot of people have put their travel plans on hold for the summer. What are you going to do? You've, you've you've gone through the Netflix catalog. You're you're through it exactly. So I think a lot of people have have said, okay, I'm sticking around. I want to get stuff done this summer. Yeah. It's a great time, uh, and for that reason, it's a great moment to be on the market. Secondly, and I think more importantly, you know, I, and again, this goes back to how real estate markets work. Buyers hit pause. So did sellers. Yes. Listings did not pile up. We still have in many submarkets a shortage of good inventory. And that's, good inventory. That's the key. And and talk to any agent uh, that really knows the market and that is one differentiator that they'll that they'll make when they're talking about inventory. There might be inventory, but there's not good inventory. That's it's, right. It's kind of that tier 1 level property that we're missing that is still selling. In all markets. Exactly. So there's there's very few listings right now. A lot of people that potentially were going to list have said, you know what, forget 2020. Get on before everyone else does. Sure. And and that's why I would say basically if you're thinking 2020, my advice would be get it listed as soon as possible. Okay. So we're coming up on 30 minutes, Matt. Let's shift in. So now you've decided to sell. What are the three things that you need to keep in mind? Before you list your property. Okay. So if you're listing your property in the summer or fall of 2020, here is three pro tips. Yeah. And Matt, I'm just going to push pause before we get to these just to say one thing. If you want our timeline for selling your home and also our checklist for getting everything ready to bring your home your home to market, head over to your email, <laughs> not our website. Yeah, your, uh, your smartphone or yeah, computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and just and email us at info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. We will send you our custom checklist as well as our, our timeline for getting your property ready. Uh, this is going to help you a ton. And uh, feel free to shoot us an email. Just put in the, he- in the um, body of the email or in the subject line, seller's guide. That's right. And, uh, and you can also head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up there. But let's get to the first pro tip. The first pro tip we have for you is let the market chase you. 
do not chase the market. Yeah, and this is really coming down to pricing, Matt. Like here's the here's the thing. We've said it on the on the show before. Um, active comps are your absolute best friend when you're looking at comps that are three months old, especially in uncertain markets. Well, this is it. I mean, if you're looking at comps right now from February and early March, meaningless. They're not super informative for where the market is right now. So the big thing is don't chase the market. Let the market chase you. Make sure that you're looking at the most current comps. Make sure your t- your agent is speaking to other agents who have active listings that are similar. Know what the competition is. Know what the activity is. And that will inform you for selecting the, the correct price. One of the things that we've seen time and time again when the market shifts is people looking backwards for price instead of forwards. And what ends up happening is you miss the market uh, your price too high and 30 days, 60 days go by, you're not getting the types of showings, you're not getting the offers, or maybe you're getting offers and you're not accepting them. Right. And then you have to reduce, but you reduce, you come down and the mar- you've missed the market again because you're in a declining market. There's a great chart that we have of like the market, the market shifting and it's like, it's like a staircase of moves that the seller makes and they never line up. You're always just behind the market. And the reality is if had you picked the right price right at the beginning, you would have made more money. And it's time and time again. And it's crazy because when people hear agents say that, they think, oh, you know, you're, you're blowing this guy's trying, this guy's trying, trying to get quick me, sale. He's trying to get me at a low price or whatever, right? But in reality, it's it's at the end of the day, when you look at falling markets and people that chase the market versus people that price correctly from the beginning, that latter group almost always ends up with more money in their pocket. That's 100% true. Okay, so the second pro tip, and all of these are, are intertwined, Adam. Yeah, and this is not an exhaustive list, but this should get you started. <laughs> this, this should get you started for sure, is when you are selling your property – Think like a buyer. And again, with pricing, just to start very briefly, what we find in uncertain markets is sellers are looking to the past for pricing. Yep. Buyers are looking to the future. Yeah. And almost always they have a worst case scenario when they're thinking of the future. And, and what best you, case scenario if you're looking to the past. Well, yeah, exactly. So what we want to do here is you have to put yourself in a buyer's shoes in this marketplace for sure when it comes to pricing. But there's also other things you should be considering. Yeah, and, and I just want to highlight that that kind of ties in with number one. But the big thing is your pricing has to make you stand out against the competition, which is why it's so important to know what your competition is and, and also to know what the pricing, uh, what's happening in terms of activity levels based on the asking prices that are out there. So focus on the active comps. But really, Matt, the second thing is that you you have to handle the objections of the potential buyer. So you want to understand what the buyer is thinking. You want to understand what their potential objections are. What would be your objections? If you walk into places and you go, wow, it's dirty in here, you know, a lot of people are probably going to say that as well. So you need to have that professional. Yeah, clean. or what What have you noticed? What are the things that became blatantly clear when you, as you live there? Right? Every buyer walks around looking for water stains and then they freak out if they find one, right? And they and it's like, oh my God, there's a leaky condo. Is that active? Like, is yeah, that, is active? that active? No, it's completely yellow. It clearly happened 400 years ago. Um, it's it's not active. But, the, but and of course, you do your due diligence to find out. But the point is, is if you have anything in there that buyers are going to look at and say, hey, what is that? Fix it. Get, get it. get it dealt with, right? And I mean, the other thing is that we want to handle anything that we have control over, right? Anything that we can control over. There, there's, there are things I'm that are out of, of your a, control. I'm thinking of a great example, right? We sure. had that condo... Uh, and on staring the west into side, a transformer. staring into a, a transformer, right? Showing it, people commenting on the transformer. This is also having a good feedback loop, by the way, but um, listening to what people are complaining about. A lot of people were complaining on the visual uh, component of this transformer that was outside the window. And so what we did is we weren't hiding the, first of all, we were showing it with the blinds down and that's never a good strategy because then people always <laughs> at go. At the request of the seller, right? The just, request, keep, just, yeah. keep, just keep, keep the blinds can down. You keep, well, they were always leaving the blinds down when they were leaving and we'd come in and we'd turn the lights on and we were going to open the blind, but it was, it was their concern, right? So over time, what we kept hearing is that it was like, it wasn't the fact that it was, it was the transformer was there, right? I mean, there are transformers that exist throughout the city. You want to live in the city, that's something you have to deal with. Right. But it was this visual component. So what we ended up eventually doing was buying a huge potted plant 
that sat where the transformer was. So when you were sitting in the living room or when you first entered the living room, visually it took away from the fact that there was a transformer there. We weren't hiding the tra- – there's no hiding a transformer. But it's, 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 this, it's this element of like here's what you could do. And we worked – with what it's we not could that big control. Of a deal. It's not that big of a deal when you can hardly see it through the potted plant. Well, that's the thing. For or, the buyer. Or at least you just won't constantly be aware of it, right, when you're, when you're moving around the apartment. And, and it ended up selling the following week. But besides the point, we had control over that. So control the things that you can control and be very, very intentional and deliberate and go through everything. So you know what? If your baseboards are beat up, have them painted, right? If the grout is dirty – have it cleaned or have if there's caulking that needs to be revisited around the sink or wherever, have it done. That's inexpensive maintenance on a property to make it pop for the new buyer. Here's here's the facts, right? In 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 uncertain times and uncertain markets, buyers are looking for reasons not to buy a property. Exactly. And they become very, very diligent looking for reasons, right? And they it, make mountains out of moleholes. Exactly. Yeah. So get that? that filled. Yeah. <laughs> the mole? Yeah, the mole. Yeah, in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and fix your grass. The raccoons had a, a party. But you want you want to take care of those objections. And in an ideal world, you want to take care of them before you list. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's let's move on to the the last thing is what is your unique selling proposition? And this is this is the last one for number two, but it it's that idea that like in uncertain markets, you really got to hammer home what your unique selling proposition is. So what differentiates you from the competition? And really, that's what the whole marketing strategy needs to be based around. Why is this property special? What, what pushes you into that tier one, that tier A category, right? Um, and, and you got to hammer that home. If and it's a big outdoor space, if it's a rooftop deck, then it's a rooftop deck. But that's an example of something that, you know, the first line of that listing is rooftop deck. The first photo of that listing is rooftop deck. Um, but you're putting your marketing strategy around something, right? Having having a, a, a calculated strategy. That's right. And you know what? The fact is, is most people are going to sell their properties using a realtor. And uh, some realtors are better than others at isolating that unique selling proposition. So sure. you should be thinking about it yourself. You should also be uh, speaking with whoever you have representing you about what their idea is on your unique selling proposition for sure. Okay. And our third and final pro tip today, Adam, is a well-executed launch when you're listing in 2020 is better than a quick launch. And yeah. this might actually speak to more than 2020, but yeah. that's where it's we're, always where the case. At. And I mean, we've said this before on the podcast, but really, I mean, you don't want to be that listing who, you know, the guy who goes into the job interview with mustard on his, his white dress shirt or whatever. First impressions matter. Absolutely. And so a lot of people call us and they're panicking because they, they read some kind of an article, you know, they read the Vancouver sun saying that house prices are, going down or that, or the CMHC uh, report, for example, and they want to get on the market and they want to get on the market yesterday, but they want to get on the market kind of like haphazardly. Yeah. Yeah. And and like, let's launch tomorrow. Like I got to get on, I got to get on. And the reality is, is that if you go on without photos, uh, without, without good marketing, without well thought out marketing, you're not going to get the result that you want. You're really not. And you're going to go unnoticed. When people are are like, we we stay on the buy side, learn to love no photos, because what happens is people click right through them, right? They're looking at all these beautiful properties and then you see one that has no photos. And and what do you do as a buyer? Ask yourself that question because chances are if you're mindlessly clicking through listings and one doesn't have a photo, you don't explore it further. Right. right? So don't skip the prep time to get on the market. And let's keep in mind here, you have a window of opportunity. You do. The fact is, is listings get stale. People uh, believe, rightly or wrongly, that something that's been on the market for quite some time is still on the market for a reason. Yes. And it's not worth their time. People are busy. They're at work. They have the kids. Whatever it is, you have that window, first couple weeks, in which if you're going to sell for the price you want, you're likely going to sell it pretty quick. So you want to make sure that when you hit the market – you're putting your best foot forward 100%. And that goes back to both of our our points that we've made here. You want to handle all the objections, think like a buyer. You also want to price the property attractively and not miss the market when you get that first time to shine. Exactly. So let's quickly summarize these three strategies. So, And just to kind of provide the overall context, 
if you are holding long term, if you're comfortable in your house and you're just you're just scared, stay the course. Stay the course. Uh, you I've will, never felt better. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? If you don't have to sell, don't sell. But if you are concerned about the market and in and uh, you know you were thinking about selling in the next one to three years, and uh, or you're you're thinking that you want to cash out and you don't want to ride uh, potentially another market cycle back up to where we are now, or or to see the return on your on your investment, and you've decided you are selling. Here are the three things you need to consider. Number one is make sure that you're looking at active comps and make sure that you price ahead of the market. So don't chase the market; let the market chase you. And what's number two, Matt? The second pro tip today, Adam, is approach the market from the buyer's perspective and make sure you handle all the objections that a diligent buyer will find with your property. And the third one, Matt, is that a well-executed marketing strategy outperforms speed any day of the week. So don't just get on the market without actually having everything calculated and and strategized. You actually have to take the time. The upfront prep is going to get you the best result every single time. We believe that at our core and we can help you do that. Yeah, absolutely, Adam. You know what? The first couple weeks is your window. Do not squander that. Put in the time and the energy upfront for sure. There's no question about it. The results... The results will speak for themselves. If you want to find out more, of course, we are available. We also have uh, some resources for people considering selling right now. Yeah, Matt, it, we we just mentioned it earlier on in the show, but we'll mention it again. If you are thinking of listing your property right now or in the in the near future, it's probably time to get it ready. So we have a resource. It's a timeline for selling, which is just an overview of of the timelines and and how to kind of work backwards from a launch date. And then the second resource, of course, is a checklist for everything that you should be doing to enhance your home and get it ready for marketing. And of course, we can send that on. We can also help you through that process, do a lot of the heavy lifting. So hopefully that was useful and uh, we'll uh, speak to you after the music here. So there you have it, folks. Adam and me talking to sellers directly in 2020. I think it's Adam and I. Is it? Did you, you, Adam and me? Me and Adam? Me and Adam. Adam Adam and I. I. Yeah. You know what? Let me try that again. We're we're all guilty too of, uh, did I, did I, Remember when you used to always say, I borrowed it from someone or I borrowed it to someone. Oh, yeah. And it's right. lent. Yes. I lent and it, yeah. I borrowed it from. I That's lent actually it to, something uh, that, yeah, once you get in, into real estate, you, uh, do you it only borrow takes a lot you, of things? No, no, I mean, you lend when you're talking about lenders. Oh, you're yeah. You're not talking yeah. about borrowers. Well, or you are. Yeah, sometimes. That is actually. Those mortgage guys, <laughs> it's grammatically incorrect. Uh, anyways, what else have we got for the day? What else do we got? We got that checklist. This is a checklist for sellers. If you want to walk your way backwards in terms of timeline to figure out what you need to do to sell, we got you covered. Yeah, there's also a great checklist. And I mean, if you're like me, you like to basically go through a checklist when you're preparing something. I'm big on checklists. I like lists and I I like to go through them. This even has the boxes to tick. So uh, do get in touch if you want that. That's a, it's a phenomenal resource if you're thinking of selling. And of course, if you want a comparative market analysis done on your property, uh, feel free to shoot us the address and we will get that right back to you. And of course, if you, if this got you thinking about selling, let's be clear, submarket matters, type of property matters. Everyone's situation's unique. We did some kind of hard and fast rules here. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about your specific situation and help you kind of think through, uh, goals here this year. So get in touch. What else do we got before we go, Adam? A few things. One, again, we are hiring. If you're a realtor who wants to join a top producing, very dynamic, very fun team, do send a resume to info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. And if you're looking for our back catalog to get on the mailing list, we just sent out the stats, uh, sub-market stats yesterday for May that we didn't even touch on actually here. Right. But if you are looking to get on our mailer, uh, or looking for real estate 
resources, head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com where we have tools like private client services. Because Matt, if you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. You basically get realtor level information at your fingertips. It's free. It's available to everybody on our site at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And I got to say, if you're looking for real estate in Vancouver and you're not using PCS, you're absolutely doing it wrong. And it's a great resource for sellers too. Know what your neighbors are selling for is the real thing. That's what everybody wants to know, right? So if you want to find that out, get signed up on PCS, talk about selling, talk about real estate or anything at all, really. Call me at 778-847-2854 or matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. And we also got that secret line. Info at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And I, I didn't even mention this to you. I did see Secret. You saw Secret. And, uh, yeah. Big it, beard. Big beard. Lost weight? Uh, you know what? He's he's definitely uh, he's definitely working on it, I would say. Yeah? He's looking... Looking slim. Looking, looking good and... Uh, he's been in a, in a lab with a pen and a pad. And, uh, trying yes. Trying to get that damn spaghetti <laughs> off his sweater. <laughs> so I'm mixing rap songs, but... Uh, he, he did. He looked good. I didn't get closer to three to four meters to him, but uh, but he's he's coming out of the show. Is he? Is he? Was he wearing a mask? The grand reawakening has begun. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, secret reach out. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. <laughs> Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the way. And I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer, and they're looking for both donations, and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.